This is a HeadGum Podcast. While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. holiday <laughs> there's a there's a part in this book where they where someone says ho ho holidays <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. wasn't quite sure if that's how that works welcome to overdue it's a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read my name is craig my name is andrew and it's the horny days baby happy horny days everyone every year we decide to t- do our own uh, our own twisted spin on holiday <laughs> cheer <laughs> By uh, deciding to read a book that's mostly about sex, yeah, but a little about a holiday. Usually Christmas, though we have we have uh, done Hanukkah as well. Yes, before. yes, and and winter, you know, winter just generally. But yes, this is the time of year to celebrate meeting someone and boning, mm-hmm. and maybe relearning how you feel about your hometown. Yeah. Maybe. And it's also the it's also the time of year where the Hallmark movie industrial complex, which every network and ch- cable channel and streaming platform now participates in. Oh yeah, yes. Which seems which makes it a little bit less special for me personally. There, there's but. a uh, a home renovation show. Uh, I think it's hometown. Maybe they are in a movie. They made a a, a holiday movie. That they are like they're not the stars of, mm-hmm. but like a a major plot point is that the house gets renovated, uh huh, and they and they play characters who get hired to do it. That that's cool. I don't I think, think there it's on Hallmark. More. I think it's on HGTV. <laughs> I think there should be more where like two people meet and fall in love, uh, because they're trying to get the last bag of Doritos, and then the whole movie is like them being in love, but also they really like Doritos. What would you call that movie? Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Let me think about it. How about You Look Cool Ranch? How about I was I was also thinking Cool Ranch, but I was thinking like Hot Ranch. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Good. (laughs) Yes. This is a book podcast where usually (laughs) one of us reads a book and tells the other person about it. This week's episode, as we've said, is the Horny Days Spectacular. Mm -hmm. It will be. A mildly adult episode. It's going to be cussing and discussion of uh, the act and yeah. of all kinds of things. Yeah. So, you know, mixed company, kids in the back of the car. Yeah. You give, know. Your ki- give your kids a hot toddy and send them off to bed because this one's going to get a little adult. We've got five. <laughs> Don't give them a hot toddy. Give your kids a little something to make that them feel cheerful. Got by me. Just send them, send them to bed. We got five hundred other episodes that you could listen to. Just play one yeah. of them if they're really like Jones, but and not, the other, not the other, not the other horny ones. So I, last year's book was the one 
uh-huh. was the I think the worst one we've read in terms of like content, where those two dudes oh, lied to a woman God. so they could bang her. Oh no! And then he and then the the guy who really liked her showed up to her house to explain how he liked her so much that it was okay that he lied to her and did a bunch of stuff. Wasn't it like a bro code, like you saved me from falling in a quarry situation? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, there's none of that in this one. No, there's none of that. This is much more wholesome. It's a kind of a return to to form for us because it's not populated by absolute trash bags. Yeah. So we're reading um, Elves with Benefits by Jana Ashton. Uh, it is the fourth book in the Reindeer Falls series. Mm-hmm. Andrew, do you even sex, remember how you found this one? Sextilogy? Sextilogy. A sextilogy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, every... You the, go the searching. Answer, to answer to this is always, you know, Google sexy Christmas book. Yeah. Usually yeah. there's a Goodreads list. I clicked on it. I think it's more interesting to talk about why... And in, why individual ones spring off those lists for me? And for this one, the premise was the, the the premise is just amazing because the protagonist is a Christmas cop, basically. Like she in her town and her little town of Reindeer Falls, she is a holiday enforcement officer. Uh, and I was just fascinated by the idea of using the power of the state to force <laughs> entirely secular Christmas on an entire town of people. There's a real First Amendment case to be made about Reindeer Falls. Yeah, like, I, there are multiple times in this book where instead of being like, whoa, I, you've given me a lot of tickets for not hanging lights on my house, that makes me want to have sex with you. I think he probably should have been like, well, we'll see what the Supreme Court yeah. of the United States has to say about this. Because... I'm a big wig architect in Chicago. My roommate from college works at the ACLU. He will be calling you tomorrow. Yeah. Um I do can I just read the sup the like the back of the book? Oh, absolutely. Thing? I wish you would. Okay. Because I think that there's something important about the book, and then we'll talk about Jana Aston briefly before we get in here. My name is Ron this is I guess this is from her website. I believe if you were to buy if you could buy a physical copy, this might just be on Kindle. Anyway, I think it's just Kindle. Yeah. Um, my name is Ryan Shepard, and I don't care about Christmas. <laughs> I'm only returning to my over-the-top Christmas-themed hometown to sell the house I inherited from my late uncle so I can get back to the city and the promotion I'm chasing at work. Unfortunately, there's a flaw in my plan, because according to the town Christmas cop, <laughs> there's a moratorium <laughs> on selling houses during December. She says it's bad for the aesthetic. She's also slapping an alarming number of tickets on my front door for being in violation of holiday decor. And I swear on Rudolph himself, one is for unsportsmanlike Christmasing. To top it all off, this Christmas cop looks like a redheaded elf. A sexy redheaded elf, dot, dot, dot. Uh Uh-huh. He is not the POV character of the novel. No, he's not. So So the second trilogy of reindeer falls books there so there are six of them as we mentioned a sextilogy uh three of them were published in sort of a batch in november of 2019 and then the second trilogy was published in a batch in november of 2021 so these aren't that old um 
which is why we haven't read which is why we haven't read them before now because yeah. i was thinking like how would have found this how did christmas cop not get on my radar before <laughs> this um and so the first trilogy centers on the winter sisters whose name are, are names are holly noel and ginger oh they're mentioned once in yes, like they very are. early in this book very specifically by name and then they basically aren't in it so my like Oh, these must have been characters from an earlier book. Censors <laughs> were set off by that. The second trilogy focuses on the Shepherd brothers, Ryan, Jake, and Carter. Oh. Who are three hunky boys who used to live in this town, Reindeer Falls. They moved away, and now they come back because their uncle dies. And each of them seems to represent a different facet of the uh, s- small town boy who comes back to his Christmas-loving town trope. So yes. Ryan hates it. Jake, I think, is ambivalent, and then Carter likes his Christmas-themed hometown. The id, the super ego. Yeah. The ego. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's fun. So yeah, the, the the entire Reindeer Falls series, which is available as six separate volumes, but then also as two collected yep. trilogies. Yeah. Uh, number one, the boss who stole Christmas. Number two, if you gave if you give a jerk a gingerbread, best name in the whole thing. <laughs> Number three, The One Night Stand Before Christmas, which I also like. Number four, Elves with Benefits. Number five, One Night with a Nutcracker. It could mean a lot of things. And then number six, the most forced of the six, I think, The Bachelor on the Shelf. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, It's about, it's like Elf on the Shelf. It is like Elf. It's a bachelor who, who sits perched above your, toilet and yeah. watches everything that you do so he can go back and tell he's Santa. gonna be kind of a reluctant lover like he's on the shelf like he's out of play you know maybe um, and we could just read all of these but we could <laughs> <laughs> they're deliberately pretty short and like digestible you could get through them pretty quickly so mm-hmm. yeah um but let's talk about Jana aston and then before we dive into the story andrew yeah she, according to her website, likes cats, big coffee cups, and books about billionaires who deflower virgins. Hmm. Uh, she wrote her debut novel while fielding customer service calls about electrical bills, and she's ever grateful for the fictional gynecologist in the book Wrong that she wrote that readers embraced so much that she was able to make working in her pajamas a reality. Um, I read an interview with her on the website newinbooks.com. And she talked about she'd been an assistant for another author, J.A. Huss, who she'd been like pitching ideas for. Um, and her style is romantic suspense and Aston's is romantic comedy. And she kept pitching this idea about a hot gynecologist. <laughs> and she said, told, she said, no, thanks, but no thanks. Write that one yourself. Uh, so she did. And that was the first in what is that series called the the wrong, the wrong series the wrong series yes yeah. so there's the wrong series the good girl series the best laid plan series the reindeer falls books and then a few standalones yes mostly focused on on happily ever afters and yep. like explicit but not like i i'm trying to think of the way to describe the difference between this book and the gangbanging book that we read last year. The word raunchy comes to mind. Yeah, it's not. It's it's explicit, but it's not raunchy. That's good. That's um, good. I also there was a Goodreads Q and A with her where people asked about 
the age differences in in her books, and that must be a bigger thing in the wrong series because they're all pretty. They were pretty close together in this book, and I think she says as much in in the Reindeer Falls series. That the, what's the deal? What's the deal with the wrong series? Is it like younger woman or older woman? Uh, younger women. Okay. I think got it. Um, but that's just what she's into. So that's fine. Um, so yeah, that's that's the thing deal. about these romance books is like you identify the niche that you wish to conquer and and own, and then you do it and. Be- people looking for your specific vibe than just buy stuff from you yes mostly. um in that interview she also was asked what is her favorite couple from literature uh and her first answer was anna and christian from 50 shades of gray that's a good answer because they are so well drawn and <laughs> interesting well, and they could be, she doesn't elaborate on why, so she could have all sorts of cool reasons for why. It could just be like tongue in cheek. It could be, you know, I don't I don't like these characters or these books, but what they did for people uh, buying and reading smut in public was really big for me personally. Yeah, <laughs> like, or like I it could, think it could mean a lot are, of things. Yeah. I think those people are entertainingly broken. <laughs> and so sure. It's fun to look at them and mm-hmm. look at them be broken i mean it's, i mean the, like 50 shades of gray it's like a, a really interesting roadmap for how fanfic can become yeah like fic uh-huh <laughs> and it can teach you a lot about what not to do when you're trying to write engaging yeah. characters well, or just like a book with a beginning middle and end this, i don't know what else well, to and this book has a beginning it. middle and end and it has it characters mm-hmm. that i remember so yeah you know yeah. Uh, well, let's take a quick break, Andrew, and then we can tell our audience about these characters. Let's ho ho go. <laughs> Craig, our book this week gets a little risque, but when you're ready to stop playing a doctor and get serious, you can find a real doctor on. Our sponsor this week, ZocDoc. (laughs) ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed. They take your insurance, and they're available when you need them. (laughs) Yeah, they are. I know they are. I've used ZocDoc. Uh, I used mm -hmm. them when I changed insurance this year. It was pretty convenient. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you use them to read up on local doctors and get verified patient reviews and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So that when you walked into that doctor's office, you were set up to see someone in your network, your new network, or your old network, whatever you want. Who gets you? <laughs> so go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, and just like that, you're booked. You can find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Uh, Craig's used ZocDoc. I've used ZocDoc. We're both uh, ZocDoc d- boys yeah we think that's it's what a good they call us yep. we think it's a good service <laughs> uh so go to zocdoc.com slash overdue and download the zocdoc app for free and start your search for a top rated doctor today many are available within 24 hours that's zocdoc.com slash overdue zocdoc.com slash overdue andrew this episode is sponsored by better help new relationships whether they're with a grinch or a Christmas cop can be tricky. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know what to say, or you find yourself second guessing yourself. Uh, or just would... the power dynamics are really confusing, <laughs> and you need someone to talk to about. Them. Yes, and it would be way easier if life had an instruction manual for this kind of thing. But 
They don't. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when things aren't working, uh, it's normal to feel stuck. One way to get unstuck is to try therapy. I think therapy is a great tool uh, to talk through the challenges you're facing in such a new relationship. It could be a romantic one. It could be one at work or just anyone in life with whom you're trying to connect. And through therapy, you can talk through how you're feeling and like practice, practice like productive coping skills to face any of the curveballs that life throws at you. I know people who have tried and enjoyed better help, uh, whether it's working out those relationship issues or navigating a sticky situation at work. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Overdue. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Overdue. So, Andrew, I've shared with you and our listeners mm-hmm. that i was surprised that the like blurb for the book mm-hmm. was from the other character in the book <laughs> yeah that was kind of interesting mm-hmm. also there's only one elf in this book elves with benefits i get the play on the thing here but yeah i guess he's not an elf is he no <laughs> i'm just i'm just having fun here i had generally had fun with this book and if i'm going to like poke a lot of holes it's mostly gonna be in the things these characters believe <laughs> it's just yeah we can talk about what like the form that christmas takes in this yeah. i think we're i'm gonna i think we're gonna try not to get into like a lot of bashing of the form of just like the the hallmark christmas thing like i i, I don't want to sit here and be like why do why i like christmas so much that doesn't make any sense. Nobody likes Christmas this much. Like the, you know, the dumb things that you yeah, would say. Yeah, yeah. I do think that... I'm just like, I'm I'm accepting as a given that idyllic small towns that weren't like hollowed out by NAFTA still exist yes. and, have, <laughs> and have bustling local economies focused primarily on Christmas. Like I, I, will, I will take that at face value. Sure. I think there are some specifics to our main character Maggie's thoughts about christmas that even other characters in the book are like what is your deal yeah this is a little this is a little too much they say um i do like that uh i think yeah maggie's love of christmas (laughs) belongs in the dsm-5 somewhere (laughs) like it's just a little too much my my top line summary of this book would be like woman loves christmas too much but then remembers that sex exists and it sort of jolts her back to being a, being a functioning person yeah i think that's <laughs> yeah um aston says on the website christmas in reindeer falls is more naughty than nice these stories are over the top festive with merrily ever at merrily ever after is pretty good yeah merrily good. ever after is guaranteed novella length for quick holiday binge reading enjoy i like the idea that you know what you're getting and you have some time off work, hopefully, or you're just like, you know, inside on a wintry day. Here's a book for you. Have a good time. Um, yeah, this ta- this takes place in Reindeer Falls, comma question mark, Michigan. 
I think it's Michigan. I think (laughs) there's at least one reference that made me think it was Michigan. Because she talks about having to expand her dating uh, radius to Lansing. Yes, once that's what it was. And so she's either in Michigan or she's like somewhere. I don't know where Lansing is on the on the on the (laughs) glove, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a. We would obviously be more familiar with this small Christmas town if we'd read the the three prior books, Andrew. But like, mm-hmm. in a nutshell, in a roasted chestnut shell, mm-hmm. what is your like back of the box summary of Reindeer Falls and like their version of Christmas that we get in this book? Reindeer. I mean, it's it is completely it, it it's oh man it's so hard to even do because it, it is simultaneously like so single-mindedly devoted to christmas mm-hmm. and then the one the only the single reference and you can search the book for this the one <laughs> reference to our boy jc yeah is when uh maggie grabs ryan's penis and he says jesus christ <laughs> And that's like literally, literally the only acknowledgement that Christmas is like a thing that, that <laughs> is ostensibly associated with a major world religion. Which not is, that I'm like I'm not trying to no, like no, bag on funny. it for that. It's just it's they talk so much about like the magic and the meaning of Christmas, and you do get a couple like references to like gathering families together or whatever. But mostly the magic of Christmas is like. How good are your lights and how big is your tree? Yep. And well, how enthusiastically do you put them up every year? Because if it's not enthusiastic enough, you're going to get a citation. You have to go down to City Hall to pay the ticket. There's no website. They won't even let you pay the ticket unless you've corrected the thing that you did wrong. Which that doesn't make any sense. I'm not really sure how that works. No, I don't think so either. Like, I, And then we never meet... She, Maggie, the Christmas cop, says a couple of times, like, I'm not a real, I'm not a real police officer. I'm not the mayor, but I do have pretty much unlimited power to do whatever I want as far as like Christmas and decorations are concerned. And it's not, it's not clear where her power flows from. And if she did get into sort of a jurisdictional fight with the police about something, it's just not clear. Every Tuesday she has office hours in city hall because some other guy who works in city hall goes to a hot cocoa thing. Yeah. And that's when she can get to the office. That's when she goes in when she's not being a realtor, a realtor, excuse me, the town realtor. There's at least another one, but she fibs and says she's the only one. Well, she I think she's the only residential realtor. She she implies that the other guy is good with commercial. That is a theme in this book, actually, because that's that's her line of work. And our guy, uh, what's his name? Ryan. Ryan is a is an architect who misses how like quickly you can go from draft to fully realized idea in like a residential renovation. Mm-hmm. But he's a big shot commercial lawyer building skyscrapers in, mm-hmm. in, in Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> uh, and you know, his ideas, they're not even his ideas by the time they get built and it takes so long and he's going to get back to his roots. That's the end of the book. But um, so that's connected. I, um, <laughs> there's a so we we get this intro to the town from the opening monologue that uh maggie gives us the reader about how cool it is there i do want to flag this other thing from a little later in the book just because i thought it was interesting and it it did make me ask some questions about this town andrew mm-hmm. 
Every time a new family moves into Reindeer Falls, uh-huh. the city has an ornament created for them mm-hmm. with their address and family name engraved into the wood. Yeah. It's a way of adding those people to the real family, the Reindeer Falls family. And also doxing them and, and giving out their assassination them. coordinates to anybody who wants to come and check the tree. My questions are like, what if you move? What if you are renting? People don't move, and renters only want to That's own property. <laughs> do they do background checks on any of these people? What if they're bad people? They go on the tree? Yeah, I mean, I, I would statistically, you would think that there would have to be a couple like sex offenders on do the we tree. Ta- do we take their decorations down later mm-hmm. if they move? Like, do they get to take the reindeer decoration with them if they move out of town? Is there a ritual or burning is it that sort happens? Of thrown into a pyre? Yes. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. Um, the big thing is the Bavarian architecture. It does mention this a lot of times. One gets the sense that there are maybe five things that Jane Aston sort of associates with Christmas, and that's those are just the things that come up in this book. Like it's it is uh, lights, it's yep. trees, it's cocoa, it's uh, Bavarian architecture, and it's like Hallmark films. Which I don't know how I feel about that. It feels a little bit like. If the show Star Trek existed in the fiction of Star Trek, I don't I I prefer these books when they exist in a universe where the Hallmark tropes are not like an acknowledged thing, but it whatever. It's a yeah, minor point. The, I think. It happened like two more times than I was than I would have preferred because it just took me out. And it was literally like a character it was her calling him a trope or calling him out for not knowing how it's supposed to work in the movies yeah or just being like this is the kind of thing that only happens in hallmark movies but here it's happening for real and it's like one no literally no it isn't <laughs> and, two, <laughs> and two i don't know what this is it's supposed to add except sort of a wink to people who who consume a lot of hallmark content like yeah yeah as part of their Christmas traditions, which is fine. That's not that is not a thing I'm yeah. in any way finding fault with or criticizing. The only reason I don't do it is because I don't have Hallmark. <laughs> but I've watched a lot of the I've watched a lot of the Netflix ones. I've I've done a lot of uh, diving into this genre myself. I have appreciation for it as a form. I just don't. I could have done with a little less like metatextual yeah. winking because it doesn't really do any like it doesn't really do anything. I I, I get from Maggie. In other ways, how much she loves Christmas and yeah, identifies like how with often all the she says, "I love Christmas." <laughs> That's true, and it's my whole personality. Okay, what? Let's. Um, where do you want to start, Andrew? Where else do you want to? Do we need to lay out anything else, or should we just kind of get into? I I think you should you should get into it. I feel like I've been talking a lot. Oh, I um, yeah. So we've laid out Maggie, the fact that she's really likes Christmas, like really a lot, like. Like it's too much, a little bit. How much she likes? Christmas. It is even her um, friends, Lexi and Sutton. Sutton, thank you, because Sutton's mm-hmm. going to be in the next book with Jake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has a book club with her friends, Lexi and Sutton, that goes all year round, and every month they read a Christmas romance novel. Yeah. Which Lexi and Sutton seem to be running out of patience for. and But it's also <laughs> presented as a democracy where they vote on the books that they're going to read. So I would say once again, 
that this is this is yet another example of Maggie having her jackboot on the yep. throats of everybody in Reindeer Falls. <laughs> it's like, what if you don't read the book that I like, you're gonna get a ticket and I'm just gonna keep giving you tickets and it would just be easier if you just read the book I wanted, please. Please. They kinda give her space to be the way she is. And I and they, yet- they live in Reindeer Falls and they're they are both at at different points, like on the on pump the, the brakes, the brakes a little bit. Like on on, I think Sutton gets frustrated with the the uh, the 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 visuals of it and the needing everything to look and perfect be like Christmas yeah. all the time. And then Lexi uh, expresses a little bit more concern about how Maggie is maybe falling for this guy a little too quickly because it's like a fantasy and she yep. just wants it to be like it is in the movies. It's, it's not, they don't, she doesn't dwell in it a lot. Janet Aston doesn't, nope, but it's nope. in there and it's, I do, I wish it had been pulled on just a little, just a little bit more. If this were going to be a longer story, I think those were, those would be like some pretty fertile like places yeah. to, to go. And maybe if, maybe if we read the other two books in this trilogy, it, it, it would be like, you, you get a lot, uh, you do get mention of other characters in this book, but they, they just like flit on screen and then go right off. Cause yep. they like all of them, anybody who has a name has another whole book that's about them that you need to go and read separately. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. Um, but the inciting incident of the book is that a trio of hot brothers are in town. Mm-hmm. Um, the shepherds because their dead uncle left them stuff. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Hmm. He loved Christmas. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> their uncle Joseph Ravenet loves Christmas. Biden <laughs> the third. Um, he left them stuff, including a dog and a house and something else that we never. <laughs> a third thing. Lep- My riddles three, gold. he said. Yeah. Um, and they are also referred to as the these boys, the Trinity of Hotness. Yeah. The Father, Son, and the Holy Hung Ghost. Uh, Ryan is the only one that we care about in this book. Yeah. And as right. I said, he's a big city boy from Chicago. Big city boy, big city dick. He left <laughs> town. Want to match the skyscraper, and he doesn't really. <laughs> get christmas he let he says that later it never connected with him in his small town so he left it and he's gonna sell the house plus and this is the worst of thing it's not decorated it's not decorated even even though it's on candy cane lane which is the street that the parade marches down Craig. yeah i like her (laughs) spreadsheet of the parade routes Uh the multiple parade routes and which streets are more important how big is Reindeer Falls? I Because it's know. a small town, but it has a commercial real estate and a parade and a toy factory yep. and yep. a bunch of other stuff. I, I also like the part where there's a nod to the off season for Reindeer Falls and how they have in the summer like a water park that's themed like a melted North Pole. Yes, right. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. pretty it does, good. It needs to be on brand, but they need to make the barest possible concession to the fact that it can't literally be Christmas all year. Yes, that's true. Um, and so she is going to go issue him some... Has she been, like, already pasting citations to the door when they move back to town because no one's decorated it? Or is she going to go over there? 
I think she, I think she knows about that house. I'm not, I'm not sure when she starts putting down the citations. I, I think she had put down some before she actually physically goes to the house because Ryan is like, I thought these were a joke. They have yes. like elf, they have elf clip art on them. I You're did right. not think that they were official documents. <laughs> um, so she does See, go over if there. If he doesn't pay, does she put him in jail? Like, how does this work? It's unclear. Earlier in the book, what does she say? Um, not that I have any jurisdiction over people. I can't write tickets to anyone for behaving like a Grinch because my powers only extend to enforcing lighting and decor standards and safety violations. So the whole enforcing town is an HOA. How? Enforcing by what mechanic? It's unclear. And where does the money go? <laughs> I'm a little worried that the town might run on levies and fines yeah i mean not it's not unlike the philly parking authority there's a reason that our parking authority was made into a tv show there's a a reason why our parking authority is so much more on top of stuff than any other city weird (laughs) Mm, weird so yeah she's single-handedly funding this town by uh issuing overzealous citations in clear <laughs> defiance of the United States Constitution. And when, and when people are like, what's the deal? She's like, the money's for the schools. What do you want? Put up <laughs> lights. We don't see a single kid oh. in this entire book. In a book about Christmas. Well, it would be really inappropriate for a kid to be in this book. Well, no, but, yeah. But so mean, we don't even we don't really get any crowd scenes though. You know, no. like it's you get oblique like because there is the tree, the docks is the doxing tree. <laughs> Everyone that's my favorite song from the Hunger Games. Meet me down at the doxing tree. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite Shel Silverstein collection of poems is the doxing tree. But there are ornaments on it that refer to families, and yeah. so you assume there must be people with kids in this town somewhere. But somewhere. you don't well, there's a Christmas fair at the end. Mm-hmm. Once again, a good opportunity for crowd scenes, but we're too, you know, we're myop, we're we've got myopia for these two. Well, you don't, words. you don't see anybody else. It might yeah. as well just be a kissing booth in an empty field because that's all the only, the only stuff that you emotionally, experience. Andrew. That's what it mm-hmm. feels like to her. So guess, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. <laughs> this this opening conversation <laughs> this with book, the two of them. This book, <laughs> this book was real fun. Um, <laughs> The two of them is like, this is where we get a lot of her being like, why is he a rude boy? Doesn't he understand that he's at least supposed to be charming? Yeah. This is like a movie. Doesn't he get it? Most of most of her uh, affrontedness is, is centered around like, doesn't he know it's Christmas? What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, I like. So, I'm the normal one. And this guy is the one who's acting weird uh-huh. for an adult man he's drinking um coffee out of a plain black mug yep mm-hmm. not Let, cocoa that's a, mm-hmm. that's a ticket um and yeah he does he's not going to decorate uh the house that's um, another ticket also i don't know if you get find more because it's on candy cane lane which is the main she's implying that he will get find more yes yeah. um but i mean sliding scale like it's not based on it's it's just vibes though She's just policing yeah. based on vibes. Well, she's harassing this man. Yeah. Stop and friskmas. <laughs> he tells her that he doesn't care. He's going to sell this house because he has a big promotion coming down the pike. 
he's going to go back to the Windy City and get uh, his promotion, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to sell his Uncle Joe Biden's house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, funny, says here in the town charter, you can't sell a house in December. You can't sell a house in December. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a moratorium on it, not allowed. And do the, do the banks, like, are the banks okay with this? I think setup? someone might, I think a lobby may have fought this. <laughs> yeah. Like, this would not stand. Maybe, maybe if they foreclose on the houses instead of foreclosing, then like maybe if you made it Christmas themed, you could still do, you know, you could still do business in the month of December. Yeah. Why is she even going into work if there's no if there are no home sales allowed? Is she just there to make sure nobody tries to sell their home? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe during uh, the month of December. Well, that's why she gets her like her holiday cop she's just such like, a cop such a cop she is um, even though she's a yule cop like it doesn't doesn't always doesn't make it better yeah mm-hmm. the, the, all cops that's the phrase it that is the phrase all right. cops. all cops um so he is like well whatever i can't sell my house i'll sell it later i do have to go back to chicago to get this promotion and she's like oh you're so hot and infuriating mm-hmm and he leaves. And I wish I, I wish I didn't think you were hot. I wish I just found you infuriating. But and he smells good. And he smells good. He smells like kind of Christmassy a little yeah. bit. But then she's like, I might be making that up. I just love Christmas so much. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and then the movie Groundhog Day happens. <laughs> yes. And then it snows too much. And this is the part that confused me. Is she? <laughs> She insists that he's some dopey idiot who doesn't know anything about winter. He lives in Chicago, yeah. famously a city that experiences the season of winter. So I don't know, like I don't, I don't understand this. She's she's like with her friends, and she's like, he's driving to Chicago in a sedan without chains. I gotta go mm-hmm. get him. Yeah, and she finds him in a snowbank. I mean, you could probably in Reindeer Falls, you could probably put chains on your tires because the Christmas. Taxes yep. pay f- to repave the roads every year. <laughs> They're probably heated roads, to be honest. Uh, that would ruin the snow. Uh, so she goes and saves him and brings him back to town. And they sort of just like bond and flirt. And she sings badly in the car. And it's charming. Well, but where do they go, Craig? Don't what think- food? What what fam- what very Christmassy food do they go and enjoy together at the only restaurant in Reindeer? Isn't it like Falls? a fancy fried chicken it's dinner? A fried chicken I love it. It's the best restaurant in town. It's a great restaurant. They keep saying chicken but- dinner in the way that like I learned the phrase "winner winner chicken dinner" from uh-huh. my wife, who's from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I never heard it before. Then that's on me. I don't- I guess I didn't associate chicken dinner with like a bucket of fried chicken. I just thought when I hear chicken dinner, I think like here is a whole chicken that I have cooked in the oven. Yeah. And this is your dinner. It's chicken. No, they they go out for some fried chicken and they love it. But he knows it too. Yeah. I mean, he grew up in that town. Like he knows it. She's not giving him but credit for the fact it. that he grew up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause she, well, because she, what's her deal? She's a, she's a transplant, right? She's Isn't she from the Southwest? She's from Phoenix. Yes. And so, and the big. But her mom moves to Florida. Yes. Her parents a split lawless up. A swamp where they don't celebrate, celebrate Christmas, probably. She goes <laughs> to college and gets an English degree and doesn't know what to do with her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, that she remarks upon it being a degree she doesn't know what to do with. That's not my uh, 
judgment, but yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Not everybody who got an English degree becomes <laughs> becomes a Christmas cop. No. Uh, and her parents divorce, and then her mom is going to move to Florida, and so she doesn't want to move with her mom to Florida, and she doesn't know what else she's going to do, and somehow... It's like she was she's friends with she's either friends. Sutton or Lexi in college. I yes. don't remember which of them or why. It's not really important. So she has discovered Reindeer Falls. Yeah, she goes to visit with them at some time in this in this period, and then is like, "Wow, this town that thinks it's Christmas all the time is where I've been trying. It's the place I've been trying to get to all my life. It erases the memory of all the bad Christmases yep. I ever had because my parents fought a lot." And I'm just going to I'm going to come here and I'm going to oppress the hell out of anybody who doesn't agree with me that Christmas is great. Yeah. The most charitable reads of her decision to uproot herself and become a Christmas cop are <laughs> that, uh, you know, she a found family, like make your own holiday Christmas. Like, I totally get that. I was having mm-hmm. a conversation with a friend about that the other day, like. They don't have like family to go spend Christmas with. They're gonna make their own Christmas with their partner. I get it. That's rad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not need to go become a cop about it, though. Uh, but you could. But you could. You could. You thought you ever thought about it that way? And you don't have to, but you could. And I. This is from earlier in the book. She says, "The second <laughs> I got a look at Reindeer Falls, I felt like I was home." The Christmas parade, the holiday market, and the Bavarian architecture were all just icing on the cake. Or the icing on the gingerbread house, as it were. For me, uh-huh. it was kismet. And uh-huh. I don't know what, but what's the cake? The cake is the good t- town. All of the stuff in the town is the icing on the cake. But it's, I mean, this town is kind of all icing, though. Yeah, that sounds good. Except in the uh, summer. Except you get a little. Except you get a little sick of it. Which is would. kind of how I feel about Maggie and how she feels about Christmas. <laughs> it's just I think a little Ryan, too much. Even though Ryan is a jerk at times, I think his relationship to Christmas becomes it, pretty healthy. Yeah. Well, because he hates Christmas, but then as soon as he can get some well, for okay, Christmas, like, he comes on board suddenly. Like that. <laughs> okay. As soon as he wants to... <laughs> bone somebody who really likes christmas he's like yeah i can put up a string of lights for sex now that sounds great you've recontextualized uh (laughs) what leads to them banging for me because they are in the car uh she's you know being charming and singing things other than christmas songs but doing she but she does a little butt wiggle in the chair and he smells so good and they have their chicken dinner and they're flirting during the chicken dinner Mm-hmm. They go back to his. Place. I can't think. I can't think of a sexier dinner. So hey sexy. baby, hey baby, let's get doll, let's get dressed up, and then go eat a bunch of greasy chicken, and then come back to my house and have sex. Crunch, with crunch, each other. crunch, 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 crunch. Yeah. Why um, don't we use? Why don't we use the mouths that we use to eat this greasy chicken to do stuff to each other's parts? Come on. <laughs> they go back to his place and they go and he's like, whatever. And and I don't understand why she didn't just leave. She he invites her in. I think. Mm-hmm. Or something, mm-hmm. and well, because she's going to help him get find, the decorations. Uh, yes. Joe Biden's decorations up in the attic, yes. so that they can decorate the house, so that he doesn't keep getting tickets from her, the Christmas cop. Did you catch that she is a holiday enforcement officer number forty-seven? 
Like Agent 47 from the Hitman yeah. franchise? Well, it's just, it's just like that's her badge number is 47. Yeah. And then there's, there's that other person in the office yeah. with her who also is a holiday enforcement officer. I didn't know whether to think that they just assign badge numbers sequentially. And so there had been 47 holiday enforcement officers in the history of Reindeer Falls or if there were present like baseball like, and you get to pick your number well or if there are just currently as many as 47 oh. active holiday enforcement agents <laughs> working well, in reindeer falls I bet. which if, if the division is funding the town <laughs> makes more sense to me i bet uh they, they probably retire the numbers of some really good ones they just put them <laughs> just put them hang them in the gym up above the bleachers yeah uh that's funny that's she was funny, an all-timer the, um, thing I, the thing this is why i wanted to read this book is because i just i like a book that that raises more questions than it answers yeah the answer that's it see that's why i like the santa claus show craig oh, is God. because it was gonna it's, it's like watch it it's like somebody i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna santa pill you is uh, it's like someone watched the first and second and maybe the third Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen where he becomes Santa Claus because he killed Santa. And they had a bunch of questions and then those people were allowed to write a show about about <laughs> the Santa Claus. Someone in our in our overdue Discord mm-hmm. was unhappy with the Santa Claus show. Oh man, I'm going to have to go in there and get into it with this person. They said it had too many loose ends. I well, I mean <laughs> Maybe you liked the loose ends. There were just there were they tied up a lot of ends too. Ends that I didn't even know were loose were well, tied up by that show. Santa's good like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, in, reindeer falls. They're, they're in his house. They're in Uncle Joe's house, and she's marveling at how nice it is in there. And it's how got it's good a, bones. Got Everybody bones. says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay, we have to go to my bedroom to get to the attic where the decorations yeah, are." Totally normal. And he's like, what? And she's like, well, you got to, you know, I'll go there with you and get them. And he does. He stops her from going in the attic Mm -hmm. and he apologizes Mm -hmm. for being a big jerk. After like touching her, after Uh, like putting his hand to her, like his finger to her lips. No, that's like shush her. I think I think that's after. No, I think that's. Oh, that might be before. No, you're. You keep you keep talking. Well, I thought he pulled. I thought he like you know touched her on the shoulder or like touched her on the arm to say, "Don't go up in the attic. I need to apologize now." But you're right. Before they kiss, he touches her jaw, and she thinks he's gonna like brush snow out of her hair, but it's a it's a kiss move when he's touching her jaw. Okay, it's yeah. uh, That's when Ryan catches my wrist in his hand. Wait, he says, and his voice is low and gruff again. Maggie, I need to say something. Uh, and then she says, I'm about to open my mouth and say something when he presses one finger to my lips. So he grabs her okay. wrist, finger to the lips. Okay. Hmm. And then, yeah. Okay. He apologizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says he can't live up to his uncle, uh, Joe Biden. Joseph Robinson Biden, the president of the United States. <laughs> president of Christmas. <laughs> Because <laughs> he feels bad, mm. and then she thinks he's gonna say something else, or yeah, brush snow out of her hair. And instead, he goes in for a kiss. Mm-hmm. He's gentle about it. Yeah. And then we get from her perspective that she didn't want to pull away. Mm. She wants more. She mm-hmm. never wants to pull away from something like this. Mm. And then they bang, they bang like the Ricky Martin song. Um, 
And the, the level of it, it's not it does not fade to black. It is no. pretty explicit. This is like the scene. The, the second it's pretty time much the scene. Yeah, that they have sex that kind of gets yada yada. There's a the lot scene. of there's a lot of like subsequent yada yada sex. But yeah. then this is this is the one. And apparent and, and it's great for both of them. Yeah, makes makes Ryan totally on board with putting forward the bare minimum amount of effort to be in holiday compliance. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, the part where. Uh, she likes the calluses on his hands yeah. that are, quote, for more than drafting on a computer, yeah. which is like telling her that he likes to work with Or maybe he plays guitar. He likes to work with his... He likes to do some woodwork. He do, yeah, he does like to work with his hands, touching boobies yeah. and other parts. He's a very responsible partner to her. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I just like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he doesn't. That's the mo- that's a very oblique way of saying that. But yes, that he is he is that to her. Yeah, because later he even like, he, she says that he is gonna like kill her by making her like with delayed gratification. Like he uh-huh. is not trying to like rush he this. he is clearly uh, um, ready to ready to blow. Yeah, but he is waiting to blow until she is blown. Yeah. Uh huh. And then they both blow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just like the Kesha song. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty like a straightforward bang, you know? Yeah. And then we get the only, the one and only mention of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when she touches <laughs> his penis. And then it's on to the next thing. She says that she will probably be fantasizing about his moaning, which is another like little mm-hmm. neat detail that I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Just that like, you know, I... I that it feel for a pretty straightforward sex scene in terms of like what they do. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated that, that we got some little character moments mm-hmm. um, and what she's into. But the problem, Andrew, with this bang mm-hmm. that she wakes up and realizes mm-hmm. is that they didn't hang any lights and he's still out of Christmas compliance. <laughs> and that it felt better than Christmas to her. Oh yeah, which this is makes a your question big whole identity concern mm-hmm. <laughs> because if Christmas is everything, and this man is better than Christmas, that's a problem for her. It kind of because when you have like really good food or something, and you say, "Oh, it's better than sex." Yeah, what? And then for her, there's this whole other tier above that. That's oh, it's better than Christmas. This is like when the Beatles said they were bigger than Jesus. Yeah, it's like that. This town, this town is bigger than Jesus because they've they've evolved beyond the need for him. Doesn't she give him a ticket for trying to bribe a holiday enforcement officer yes. with his dick? Yes, yes, she does. <laughs> okay, that's it's pretty pretty, funny. pretty uncomfortable. Speaking about speaking of court cases that could arise from the actions of the characters in this book. Like, he says that that's verbatim on the ticket. Yeah, if he were to challenge that in Christmas court. Mm-hmm. You'd have that have to be read into the record. I mean, is there a separate Christmas court that here is? Is that why all these these Christmas laws are allowed to stand? Is because there is a separate Christmas court that exists. You'd have to be tried by a jury of your mm-hmm. Christmas cheers. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Kringle Circuit is the the yeah. the. And again, Joe Biden appoints all the judges to the Kringle Circuit. He loves Christmas so it's much. It's a real Kringle-roo, Kringle-roo court. That was hard uh, to say. That was It was hard to say, and it was hard to hear. Don't, 
Uh, so she's really mad uh, that she feels like he's just getting out of doing the decorations, and then he asks her over it again, and, yeah. oh, wait, he's decorating. This ticket, he says, glancing at it, says, I've attempted to bribe an officer of the spirit with my dick. Come on! Okay. Uh, but no, she goes over there, and he and his hot brothers are decorating the house. In my brain, they're played by the property brothers, including the third one who's not on the show. You know? Sure, I buy that. It's just the only brothers I could kind of think of. At the well, time. Renovation. <laughs> well, and one of them's at least one of them's a renovation brother. Yeah, yeah, book. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Um, and he's like, "Come on, no, 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 come on in." I'm going to make you hot chocolate. And his brother's like, his hot chocolate's garbage. And yeah, but actually like, his hot chocolate's really he's good. like, I don't give my brother the good hot chocolate. Because <laughs> this is the, the hot chocolate I give to people I want to have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out he's a really kind, considerate, into yeah. Christmas guy when sexual intercourse is on the table. Yes. Or in the bed or on the porch or wherever. <laughs> He also tells her how much he misses working with his hands. Yeah. He definitely did tonight. And he, yeah, and he does some work with his hands in this one. Uh, so they have sex while uh, Christmas movies on. I don't remember which Christmas movie. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the yeah, this old is, one. And this, this, is her, this is her fetish. <laughs> it is. She's a, and so, okay, so th- this is what, like two thirds, three yeah, quarters of the way through this book? And they're like, you know, they're having a relationship and you, the reader with a, with an understanding of like story forms and the the genre and how the tropes work, you know, there's going to be one final challenge standing between and and the happily ever after. And so the challenge is that he gets the promotion in Chicago and he's like, I want this promotion. Yep. And she's like, I can't believe you would throw away. Me and Christmas and this house for a lousy promotion that you worked a decade for. Me, in your you've known town of Chicago, where surely you have friends and roots. <sighs> yeah, that's that is the thing I think uh, that might get fleshed out if this were no pun intended. Uh, if this were like a TV movie uh, on a network, I don't know. You probably, Hallmark, yeah, you probably right? have a couple of scenes where he's like talking to his boss on a big phone. And his boss kind of sucks and like his friend is shallow or his friend is like really understanding about his friend is shallow. But then the friend moves to Reindeer Falls and has sex with one of the friends of the protagonist. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But so they bang again. A uh, prolonged makeout session in front of a Christmas movie resulting in multiple orgasms. It's bucket list stuff for sure. Yeah. Get out the bucket. Um, And. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they so they bang and then they go on a day long Christmas date and have a wonderful time and she is telling her friends about how good everything is and they're like yo you shouldn't talk about marriage so quick like you just started banging mm-hmm. and one of them's even like I heard he's leaving for that job in Chicago yeah so she goes to she goes to talk to him about it yeah and he says yeah I'm getting the promotion to Chicago I'm going back yep and then she says I was just your elf with benefits and she's let's let's explore the title a little bit. She's an elf because she is a Christmas cop and she's a little short. Yeah, and she has red hair, which I I, I guess. don't think that's an elf thing. I don't I mean, know. I've they seen, say it like it is. At one but point, I've seen 
a lot of the I've well, seen a lot of the yep. Santa Claus TV yep. show, and they have elves of all different yep. complexions, yep. creeds, and, and and genders, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he said he, at one point he says, "I don't want to put up with your ginger nonsense," which felt really uh, mean. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, but have you? Tr- mm, some non maybe just a little nonsense though. I, not saying it wasn't nonsense. I just think he didn't need to bring her hair color into it. But um, so then in she, she she storms out. He can't even explain herself himself to her. He can't even like have a. But I kind of like what we have going on. Maybe you want to come down to Chicago sometimes. Like we don't even get there. Yeah, this interaction is like again would be a little more satisfying if they had spoken at all because like he yeah. is. He just seems happy that he got a, the promotion. Like, sh- yeah, I think within fiction, it had been established that he was familiar enough with her, her Christmas dementia that he, <laughs> he would know that this would be a tough conversation for her and yes. not like a happy conversation. Yeah. And, and oh. he, he's talking about like, you know, we've been dating for two weeks and it's going super well. Oh, hey, I'm going back to Chicago. Bye. It's not how it's handled. Even even from her perspective, she says, like, when he first says something, she just kind of yells, what? And yeah. her tone is kind of, just like, non You can't... It doesn't mean anything. She's just surprised. And She so basically maybe, just... Yeah, she yells, what? And then runs out. Like, there's no attempt at a yeah. more satisfying conflict no. that then requires one of... The, and, and that's how the story ends, is, like, Brian gives up what he wants and then comes back to this Christmas town yeah. to... Yeah. Can I talk about one of the more bizarre abuses of her power before that, though? You can do that, and then I want to talk about what she thinks of as sad Christmas movies. Oh, yes. Okay, great. So when in between when he actually leaves for Chicago and when she's like, oh, this guy stinks, he just used me, mm-hmm. um, she's like, you know what? I'm the town realtor. He wants to sell that property. I'll call the most obnoxious home buyers I know. Mm-hmm. Without telling him, I'll bring them there, mm-hmm. and you know the moratorium be damned. I will bring these obnoxious people in and have them dunk on his house it, to his face and abuse all of my power. I will harass this man. I will harass this man in, with... in my in bo- in my capacities as both the town yeah. holiday enforcement officer and the town realtor. Yep. It seems real, it's real crappy. As someone who has lived in apartments where the landlord was selling it and yeah, the same. realty company just did a terrible job of ever letting you know when someone was coming to look at it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this really made me angry. It stinks. Uh, and he basically tells these people off by saying they don't deserve his uh, Uncle Joe's dope house. Because it has such good bones. Because it has such good bones, and they wouldn't understand good bones if they got hit in the face with good bones. Yeah, they wouldn't understand a good bone if they watched one happen in the bedroom. Boy-oying. So he leaves, and she's sad. Mm-hmm. Christmas movies. You want to talk about those Christmas movies? I'll watch the sad Christmas movies, like It's a Wonderful Life and A Christmas Carol, the ones I usually avoid because Christmas isn't for sadness. Let's, putting aside a discussion of what Christmas is for, which is a thing that she seems to really not have a grasp of in the first place. Well, she seems to be trying to manifest something without even defining it, which I think is part of the problem. For her and well, also, for this relationship. But I don't think of those as 
I mean, those are both tales of of. I mean, they they are they have sad parts. They, they have they sad, have, scary parts. There is a there is a. Uh, I don't know if melancholy is the word to them, but th- there is a there is a sadness to them both, that like drives the the meat of the of the story. But then they both and like the end of It's a Wonderful Life is the the best happiest thing in any movie ever and i think about it all the time it's i think the, it's like the sweetest sentiment i've ever seen expressed on screen or or in words and like she's like oh that's a sad one yeah the that thing, sucks that the thing me, about that I, made me sad <laughs> sure i do think that like and also maybe she just doesn't get to the end of the movies because she's too sad because she's too sad because she's also like, seeing- no one no one is kissed yet nobody's nobody shared one chaste peck on the lips yet i'm gonna switch to the hallmark channel. has she not seen the end where the guy says it's christmas day sir and buy mm-hmm. the turkey the lad yeah. mm-hmm. um but i think the thing about and he's as good as gold or better like you don't get that mm. and tiny tim lived who did yeah. not die yeah he did not die um yeah i think the thing with it's a wonderful life though is like it does get sad and scary and upset. It does get sad and scary and then she apparently thinks that It's a Wonderful Life is a movie about a guy who jumps in a river and dies and then nothing else happens yeah. after that. <laughs> Like that's where she turns it off. But it's also, like, I, yeah, I also, I was more troubled, or not troubled, I disagreed more strongly with the Christmas isn't for sadness mm-hmm. statement. Christmas is like frequently for sad. Like yeah. if, you've ever, if you've ever had a loved one, like mm-hmm have a really serious illness or, or die during christmas time like that's just like that's it for christmas for you forever yep. for the rest yep. of your life <laughs> like uh, and, I, and i think christmas is often a, a really good time to like with the with whatever people you are choosing to be with if you're able to be with those people to like be grateful for those folks and like care whatever sadness you are carrying around like you have folks that you can either help distract you from it or talk through it with you or like share in a shared grief or whatever or you're just like these are the people that make me happy other things make me sad that's christmas you know yeah it's it's i'll have a blue mm. christmas without you that's sad and that's a popular song it's a good it's, it's a good song or um i don't know i'll be home for christmas it's, it's like pretty sad but it's also one of the better Christmas songs, not Jingle Bell Rock, which is one that she likes. Jingle Bell Rock is the worst Christmas song. It's not a great song. It's not a good song. But my, I, like, that's just my problem with her. Her, yeah. The entire town's thing with Christmas is like, what if, what if Christmas was a mile wide and an inch deep, and it was all artifice and none of the, like, actual, like, complicated, but like more joyful for being complicated what if none of that stuff about the season existed and it was all just literally cookies and lights and that was that was it and that's this town symbolizes christmas for me it it the it lives and breathes the christmas spirit oh what's the christmas spirit oh it's just like you put up a tree and like you uh talk about elves a lot i guess i yeah. can't really yeah that's pretty much the point and it's Even about if you, it's about punishment yeah. it's about it's about the state <laughs> punishing people andrew <laughs> Even if you put aside the re- like the religious significance yeah. of Christmas, I think if you are if you want to have a discussion about what Christmas is all about, it's about like the it's about like the, the your family and thinking about people and and sh- I don't know like showing that appreciation with with money and gifts, but also the money and gifts aren't the point of it. It's it's yeah, it's about giving up stuff sometimes to other people. 
Because you can't. Yeah, it's like if you have a cool mm-hmm. watch and you yep. want to give somebody a brush or a comb or something. Yeah, you get rid of. Wait. And then you sell your watch and you give them a comb. And yeah. And then um, that's the and that's the end of that one, right? Yep. That, that's they're both happy because he made her happy, and then she got the gift she wanted. Yeah, so she, she says, happy. "I hated that watch anyway. Thanks yeah. for the comb. My hair yeah. is beautiful now." Yes. That's mm-hmm. how that story goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's called the the gift of the glad guy. <laughs> no, it's that I because I I yep. like both of those stories a lot and yeah. those are a couple of my like Christmas staples like those are what I think of as Christmas and so her summarily rejecting them yeah as she uses the power of this the state to enforce her own vision of Christmas on everybody in the town that yeah. that made me that that rubbed me wrong yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think it's safe to say we are not meant to agree with her at every turn. She Maybe is a not. purposefully frustrated character. I and is, is it possible that we are overthinking and overanalyzing this for comedic effect? Well, sure, why not? It is the season. It is the season. Mm-hmm. She, like in Home Alone, how does the house get clean after the wet bandits have stepped on all the ornaments and had the iron fall on their head? Who cleaned the house? I don't know. The one guy gets like blowtorched on his head. Oh yeah, they would both be dead. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm just like the house was cleaned. It's a, that's a huge house. It's hard to keep. And then some of that messes in the house persist. Like when he breaks the shelves in Bud's room and the spider falls down. Like those are those are still a mess. But like the living room and everything else, like Did the that? Michael Jordan standee that he brings out to like simulate the dinner party, that all gets put away. Is that spider just like? out now i don't i don't know i assume it died when the web band is like <laughs> that sucks over it or for that spider huh anyway we're off track anyway but. there's a christmas fair he's back in chicago she's sad she's at a kissing booth which uh, that's the idea that's of a her, kissing like, booth made me uncomfortable well, and then the, she is always the one who is in the chris- the kissing booth like come and kiss the christmas cop everybody Huh. Come and pay money that. for the for the privilege of of bowing down to your oppressor. <laughs> Do you Reindeer think, falls. Yeah, we don't. It doesn't. She doesn't really elaborate on whether or not it's kiss the boot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called the licking booth. No, for, for licking boots. And oh, he right? he runs up, mm-hmm. and he has made his own. She thinks he's bought a bunch of kissing booth tickets. But he's no. bought all the tickets. There's a finite number of tickets every year that there are for the kissing, and he's bought all of them. Instead, he has made his own citations for mm-hmm. being a Christmas jerk. And he's citing himself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then he says the three magic words, you were right. Man. Uh, and he you imagine made- a cop walking up to you and like, wrongfully accusing you of something and and you're and he's like oh you're right i'm gonna write myself up for that one <laughs> uh and then he gives a speech that's very moving he says i don't want to make big business buildings anymore i want to be here with you <laughs> and she goes that's wonderful mm-hmm. uh and they are gonna live merrily ever after yeah and then at the end, she's like, hey, if you want to read these other two characters, fuck, come on, come over to this. <laughs> yeah, come over and read these I other ones. That, this, this is where the other characters do it. Because there's like one or two references to Sutton boning one of the other brothers. Yeah, I think probably Lexi is too, but you don't talk about her as no. much. Well, that's the third book. You that's talk the third about, book. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Breadcrumbs. Yeah. So this was a fun book. It was fun. It gives you a lot to think about. The three just, just like in terms of the the political system that yeah. would allow these excesses. Uh, the three star Goodreads reviews. Three star Goodreads reviews. Um, from one from Dolly and one from Jeeves, both of whom got advanced copies uh, as they disclose in their reviews. Um, I just want to make that clear. Uh-huh. Uh, they both seemed to like the first half of the book pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They enjoyed some of the banter. They enjoyed learning about the town. They thought the Christmas cop thing was kind of fun. Um, but they both thought that it turned to love a little quick for their taste. Yeah. Uh, and that like in particular that section where she's like, well, we've been boning for two weeks and I'm in love with him. And how could he go back to Chicago? Yeah. And like, surely we'll be engaged by next Christmas. And it's like the book acknowledges that it's fast, but then sort of brushes it aside and doesn't deal with it. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, that's kind of what our, I think that tracks with my experience as well. Like, She she is over the top, and I think if you are like trying to read a book where you're gonna like be like, oh yes, that's exactly what I would do, or that's what I would like, that's not what you're getting here. She's uh-huh. she's a maniac. <laughs> she's a Christmas yeah. maniac, and she's been given too much power, and nobody knows how to take it away from her. That is true. There might not yeah. even be a mayor anymore. He's in Christmas jail <laughs> for violations. <laughs> <laughs> Entire city council's thrown in Christmas jail. The bars are candy canes. You can't get out. Who watches the Watchmen? Indeed, you're just making you're just making cookies down on the little conveyor belt instead of license plates. Oh no! Who do you? Where do you think they make the doxing reindeer, Craig? It's in Christmas jail. It's in Christmas jail. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Andrew, for finding this uh, this book about you're the well, Christmas oh, you're, carceral oh, state. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I mean, I, they don't have the Christmas death penalty, I guess. I don't think they you don't, do. You don't have to sit on Santa's lap and get electrocuted. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you, the listener, uh, know of any real place like this mm-hmm. and uh, so that we can write some letters to make it stop. So, so we can like have a season of cereal focused exclusively on, <laughs> on the excesses of... <laughs> Reindeer Falls. <laughs> Please send us an email over to pod at gmail.com. Uh, find us at Overdue Pod on social media. Thanks to Marcy, Hannah, Soph, Megan, Robert, Gloria, and many more for reaching out. Our theme song is composed by Nick Larangis. Andrew, if folks want to know more about the show, where do they go? Overduepodcast.com is our internet website. Up there we have links to the books that we have read and are going to read. You click those. You are taken usually to bookshop.org. And you get to buy the book and give us a cut and give your local independent bookseller a cut. And everybody is happy. Patreon.com slash Overdue Pod is our Patreon project. Support the show directly. Buy us books, buy us equipment, buy us hosting costs, all the stuff that it takes to run the show week to week. And then uh, you get bonus episodes early. You get to go into our Discord uh, server and be wrong about the Santa Claus show. Yeah. And Uh uh, all kinds of other benefits. Those are just a couple of them. Yep. Um, we Our January schedule will be up uh, within the week, probably. It's yeah. mostly finalized, and yeah. I think probably per usual, I am the reason it's not totally finalized. Yeah, so we'll, we'll figure that out, and it'll be up on the website. Also, our social feeds that Craig mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I think that's it. Yeah, we've got a bonus episode coming up, the Q&A episode that will be up for uh, people on the main feed within the next, like, what, couple of weeks? couple of weeks, yeah. It should, uh, if you are a Patreon supporter at the $5 tier, you would have participated if you were available. And if you're a Patreon supporter, you would have gotten the MP3 a little early. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be on the main feed soon. And similarly, uh, the folks on the main feed will finally get to hear uh, our discussion of the goosebumps movie soon so keep an eye out for that as well all right everybody uh thank you so much for listening and until next time under threat of citation try to be happy That was a HeadGum Podcast.